By the way, before right. we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah, yeah, Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? Point. Drops the puck to Kucherov. To the stamp goes great. Save by Raz. I'm going to give him a D. D. A D. I wouldn't give him a D. Three letters. B-O-B. Bob. He's going to steal the series. Yo, <laughs> G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Great G able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusque with him. Gave it on to DeBrusque. Spent one in front. They score! The Bruins win it in overtime. Charlie McAvoy. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. Yeah, I think his head's been good, uh, Kevin, uh, since he got back and took care of his family, to be honest with you. I mean, I talked to him shortly after that during the summer. Uh, He feels good, um, practicing well. Obviously, he's ready to ready to go in that regard. <laughs> Can we stop calling the first line the perfection line? McAvoy sizzles the pass to Bergeron, to Marshawn, closing, goes around the net, tries to wrap, Bergeron scores! All right, did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, Tyler Scales, Jimmy Shea, and Justin Ventola. Gentlemen, how we doing? Good. Good to see you. Well, not you, Tyler. Put your shirt on. What's up, Dave? How are you doing, Dave? Not too bad. The NHL season has started, and the Bruins are very uh, bland to start off. No five-on-five five goals through three games. Uh, they We're talking now on... Wednesday, they have a record of 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They have come out and, you know, basically been, I think, what we've expected. I don't know if that if I'm talking for everybody here. I wasn't expecting there to be a 3-0 and start. Uh, I think the goaltending has been one of your highlights, one of your only highlights. Power play started off really hot, but has gone silent. Your pen- penalty kill is has been perfect, so that's always a good way to start. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. what's that? I was I kind of expected this. I mean, we're missing your best score, and your defense got pretty much retooled in the off season. That's the that's what they want to uh, use is retool, not actually rebuild. rebuild. So they got retooled in the off season. So I I didn't expect a really hot start, personally. Yeah, I I most certainly was not. I I mean, I have them just barely making the playoffs anyway, so. Tyler, what did you? What was your first impression of the Bruins? Just as you said, Dave, they were pretty bland. I could barely watch the games playing because they were just boring to watch. I, they couldn't do anything in the offensive zone, five on five. I mean, this team, like, they're not horrible bad. They're not shitty bad, but they're they're not on the good level or nowhere near the good level. Like no, like not near the okay level. They're bad, but not horribly bad. Yeah, definitely not what we've come to expect from them over the last few years. Yeah. Game one, of course, was last Thursday night. Bruins won 3-2 to two in the shootout. Um, I think what's most disappointing for me is, as far as this opening week is the fact that you took three out of four points from New Jersey and you had to take the two points in a shootout. You know, you outshot them 37-22, to 22 and it just... 
you know, that's a lot of shots to put on. Who was it? Um, Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, was Blackwood. that the goaltender? Yeah, are we so. trying? I, I think I said this about someone last year, but are we trying to make this guy look like Ken Dryden? I mean, he 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 did look good. At time. I mean, I don't know. He he made some real highlight reel saves from what from what, I mean, from what I saw. Is he a good goalie? No, he's been a career backup pretty much. I mean, he's young, so I believe he's young. Don't quote me. And they were supposed to have Corey Crawford there to help him along until he suddenly retired, right? Right. He pulled an Andrew Luck and retired out of nowhere. <laughs> screw, screws the team over. Hey, I mean, you have the right to retire in the offseason whenever you want. But when you do it in the middle of training camp or stuff like that, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. Nope, that's not okay. Sorry. It's pretty much a double middle finger to your team saying, screw you. That's all it was. It's all I mean, it was. It's real. It's awful. Um, they may they. I just I, I, this this Bruins offense is it's it. Last week you guys kept telling me that Cassie's not the problem because look at how they play for him compared to how they play for Claude Julian. Well, guess what? I'm watching the Claude Julian Bruins all over again because they can't score. And guess what? He doesn't have the defense Claude Julian did either. So this team is gonna be oh, it's gonna be awful to watch this year. Oh, I'd rather watch Dave Lewis Bruins than this at least. Cause at least they scored goals. Ah, oh, Dave fucking Lewis. Seriously, freaking, you gonna start freaking, out? You gonna start out with that with freak, the takes that you've been spewing on Twitter all day? The freaking Muppet. Justin, take away from the first 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 game. Let's just stay there. What's your takeaway from the first game? Yeah. Well, I mean, like honestly, there've been a few uh, takeaways. One, um, it's definitely bland Bruins hockey. Um, I definitely felt like it was Claude Julian behind the bench there because that boring old offensive strategy where. You know, you get it back to the D, put a shot on that, and hope you get a rebound or something like that or a good screen. Um, you know what I mean? And just no creativity, uh, which is what kind of like what I loved about when Cassidy took over for the Bruins. He encouraged his players to like, you know, make plays below the um, hash marks and, and, you know what I mean, so on and so forth and in between the dots. So it's been really bland offensively. I mean, I feel like they're much better than the offense at least is much better than what we've seen so far, especially like, and I know the first game that he scored two goals, but again, on the power play, uh, but I think it has more potential. Uh, I'm not too sure what's going on right now. They're just frustrated or probably annoyed with themselves, but they are making a guy like Blackwood look like he's freaking Carey Price for Christ's sakes. Um, shots have been awful stomach. You know what I mean, pads, whatever. So it's been pretty bland, but the surprising part is, is I think the defense has been better than I think what most people expect, at least myself. Um, so that's been kind of fun to watch, especially without Char and Kurt. Yeah, I'll give you that. The defense wasn't quite as terrible as I thought it was going to be um, with the younger guys. Um, we were kind of talking before this a little bit about that and how we kind of think the balls look pretty good. You know, we also talked about, uh, as far as the younger guys, uh, Frederick looking kind of good. Uh, you guys, I'm sorry, I was looking at something. You guys are sitting here talking about the Bruins looking very like they're playing Claude Julien style hockey. Uh, I'm looking at the Canadian stats up here, and granted, they made a lot more moves in the offseason than uh, the Bruins did. Don Sweeney did nothing compared to what uh, I'm not even sure who the uh, GM is up in Montreal right now. But I, I think by my count, they've scored 12 goals to Bruin, the Bruins. What? Three? Four. Two. Two, four, oh, no, three. Oh, no, it's three. Three. It is three. Yeah. You're right. It's three. It's three. You can't count the the shootout goal. I mean, you can count it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a uh, so goal. I don't. I don't think that argument's holding water right now. But I will tell you, like to Jimmy's point about Cassidy, he is going to be. He's going to be the first coach or, fired or, this year. Well, for me, like you know, your your coach and he came out after the second game and said we were being too pass happy. Uh, not an exact quote, but. 
they've been like that for a long time. They've been just too friendly with the puck. Nobody on this team for the last year and a half has been willing to just take the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Smith came up. Of course, he was injured in the first game. Why not? Your, your one big offseason acquisition uh, can't even play in the opener because he got hurt the day before, was it, in practice? Just like it, it's a bad so. omen to start the season if you if you're asking me. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I I, I agree. It's uh, even for me who didn't expect much from this team this year. I had them finishing third or fourth in that division, so I didn't have them very high to begin with. But at least I thought it was gonna be a, a fun brand of hockey. I thought there was gonna be high scoring games. You know, they lose slash win six to five. This has been like watching paint dry, man. Like I'd rather watch paint dry sometimes. These games just back and forth. Like, I don't mind the low scoring. I really don't because I actually like watching defense and the craftiness of the skill players. And a team like us, that's an older team. Well, an old esh. You know, we're an older team. The old slow, team, yeah, old team. The, the the slower pace and stuff like that works better for us in that <clears throat> regard. As long Sorry. as you can finish the puck, but I just don't know if we can. Like, we don't have enough goal scorers. We have a lot of guys who shoot center mass, but we do not have a lot of goal scorers, which is why last week I was saying that I would give, and I was happy to see Richie up on the first line, and I think he played second line in the second game, I believe. Uh, they moved DeBrusque up to the uh, first line, um, just kind of, you know, try to, you know, free some people up. It just. I don't know. There's they're missing. I know they're missing Pasternak. So once he comes back, it's gonna be better. There's just they're missing. They're missing things, and it's not the defense. It's the offense. The defense has been Justin. You said better. I wouldn't say better than I expected because I think what's been better about the defense is the players that were question marks are actually all proven that they're capable defensemen. So Zaboral, I was out there saying that he is a bust. Should not be on this roster. He's good. He's a he's a very Vanilla player and doesn't really um, do anything special, in my opinion. Kevin Miller was a bunch, bunch, bunch of question marks because we didn't know if he was healthy, which he looks almost back to where he was, you know, years ago when he was playing. And again, uh, Lazan, every time he's on the ice, he surprises me or not surprises me, but he's just he he doesn't really he's not bad. He's undersized a little bit, but he just he he plays hard, and I'm I'm okay with that. So I think it was more the question marks have played uh, either up to what we expected on like the high side or exceeded it so far early on. So the only player I'd have to disagree with you who has improved on defense is, is Jacob Saboral. I've seen nothing from that guy at all, but that's for the other defenseman, like Kevin Miller. I've loved what I've seen from him setting up Rask in that second uh, Devils game, uh, facing off against Miles Wood. Loved what I saw from that. That's classic Bruins hockey, stepping up for your goaltender. So Definitely a good class act right there. Yeah, no, so I so – I agree with you on Zaboral. He hasn't shown much. But based on what we saw last year with him, where he was fumbling with the puck. And could, I know it's the first NHL game and you had played once, but he did not look like he should even be playing AHL hockey at that point. He looked like he should be playing juniors. He did not look like he even knew how to play hockey. He at least looks like he can at least be Stephen Camper-esque at this point. Well, let, let me ask you this. Is, is the fact that you're not seeing a, a, much out of him, like on the stat sheet. Yeah, he's only got two shots. I think he's even, maybe a plus one. No one's um, no, the we, fact that you're yeah. not really seeing that is uh, is that a good thing though for a young kid like that where you had a question mark? You well, know, like if you're not seeing him, that might be a real good thing for you. That's what I'm saying. So I can, like, I know I know he's I not plus. Seen, I haven't seen him really getting beat. Lo, Lozan got beat, but at least he's got six shots for you. But he's a minus two. Right. 
So you know, sorry. You know, no, no, I I agree. Uh, sometimes simplify your game. Don't do too much. Don't try to be the hero. It works now, mind you. As you said, the team does need a one hero, someone who's willing to take the shot, which we don't have. But for him. Early on in his career, I'm okay with it, with him kind of taking the backseat to uh, the forwards and the other defensemen who are have a bigger name on this team. I wouldn't say better skill, but a bigger name at least that have to get their shots. And again, based on what I saw last year, he was again he didn't look like he belonged at all. At least this year, he doesn't look like he's completely lost. He looks like he could be as of right now. If he was your seventh defenseman, you have a pretty good defensive core. If he's your you know fifth defenseman, you're okay defensive core. I think he's somewhere in that range right now. Now, he could improve even more, and that'd be phenomenal. I don't see that happening. I still don't think that he is a what was he, the 13th or 14th pick that year? He might have been 15th. One of those three picks. I don't think, they picked him way too high in my opinion there, for basically what he's been doing, what he's done so far. But I mean, it's it's early still. I I can't really say he was awful, because I've seen, I've seen him awful and he's at least improved over the course of a year, which is what you want to see out of a young player improvement. Yeah, I admittedly haven't seen every second of the uh, the three games, but from what I've seen, he doesn't really seem out of place. Uh, he hasn't really been caught out of position to to too much of a detriment uh, to his game. I think he's doing some of the right things. As with Lausanne, I mean, he did Tuca. I believe it was Tuca who saved him uh, in the Islanders game. You know, Lausanne, other than that, hasn't really looked completely bad to me, but, you know... As far as the forwards and the fact that the team isn't scoring, three goals through three games, like you're happy if one of your players is a point a, a point a game play, and not the n- entire team. You know, game game two on Saturday, Boston was outshot thirty one to twenty eight in an overtime loss, and of course, uh, I I said something about things you saw a lot, like you just lost it in two seconds to go in overtime. You know, and you would you have won the shootout? I don't know. Who knows? But another another opportunity and, um, to get some points on a team like for me, I saw New Jer- if I saw New Jersey at the beginning of the schedule, I would have been like, all right, let's go out and get these two points. We're going to need them this year. And I don't feel like that was the effort that we've been seeing, especially for through the first two games against New Jersey. I'm starting to. I'm starting to think this is like their preseason again, and I realized there was no actual preseason. But when I'm starting to get an eerie feeling of the restart in the bubble when they had that opportunity for the round robin games, like this is like this should have been four free points, don't you think? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely going into this thing, like, like it's always good to get like a head start in points, of course, for any team. Um, you want to get out, go out of the gate, like you know, running, so you can at least get somewhat comfortable here. Um, so I, I think the two games against New Jersey, they would, um, they would handle them because again, New Jersey's not that great of a team. Um, they really aren't. They have like three mentionable forwards, and like, yeah, PK Subban, by the way, is a dog. I wanted mm-hmm. Frederick to fight him, but he like kept taunting him, and then would like. Just walk away, by the way. It's this little P.K. Subban thing. Um, but I do uh, totally agree with you, Dave, that I think, um, like what we saw in the bubble, it seems like, you know, especially where we are in all the team, I think it's going to take a little bit for this team to kind of really start to get going. Um, I, so I definitely see some preseason vibes, I guess. The effort's definitely been there, and I think you see that with goals against. Usually when a team's, like, not putting in much effort, you see it with the goals against. Um, and so far, like they've been paying like pretty stingy defense. 
Um, I, I, like I said, I like Lozada Zaboro in their roles, and I'm hoping as the season goes on, those two will get like more comfortable, and we'll start to see a little bit more from them. Um, I know we definitely have a McAvoy. He's been one of the most exciting players to watch. Love that kid. And I think it, uh, it's evidence, I think, that in a way, Sajano Charles is kind of holding back his potential. Um, we can get, you know, talk about that later. But I definitely uh, love seeing him. But definitely some preseason vibes here. So I'm hoping, um, again, the team has, has a good amount of talent. They do. I mean, like the four groups the way they're playing right now is like, I, I think not to their potential. So I think as as the season goes on, maybe there's a little frustrated right now, stuck in the stuck in the mud, um, just trying to get themselves warmed up. I think you'll eventually start to see the goals start to come, uh, but it's definitely a cause for concern, no doubt. You know, but they did um, they have done well defensively otherwise. So we'll see. Time will tell. Tyler, what do you think? You just kind of got that feeling of oh, we can turn it on at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've had, we have an entirely new team. We've lost a couple of really good defensemen on our team, and now that we have these new ones coming in, it's good to have this, these these guys have like some of these guys have never played like a big NHL season game, and they're like, they're just gonna start going into like a big series with them, like five games or less. So yeah, it is definitely preseason vibes. Just reviewing like the the brand new team that the Boston Bruins have, this retool that they've. They've done. They've Don Sweeney's a tool who needs to be retooled. Oh my god, that guy needs to get out of there. So <laughs> sorry, Justin. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. No, just uh, it's like pierces my ears with glass when you mention Don Sweeney. Uh. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think? And and uh, actually, Tyler, do you think it's the right move to start to be starting off and treating it like that? I I understand that it's definitely with the older team. You want to uh, keep them as fresh as possible, but don't you want to get them going and get as many points right out of the gate for when the games do start getting harder? Well, I would, I honestly would play like that in like the first five games, but after that, you got to start getting some points in there. I can understand why they would treat it as a preseason for the first five games at least. All right, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on that? So I could have been more wrong about this team last year. I, th- I thought this is how we were going to start last year. Due to the fact that ha- the Stanley Cup hangover, even though you don't win, you still play all the games, the same amount of games the champion plays. So I thought this is how we were going to start last year. And then they you know, shocked the world and they came out, you know, hell's a blazing, straight ahead, let's go. I hate this mantra, oh, we didn't have a preseason, so this is our preseason. Because not only did you not have a preseason, it's a shortened season this year. You lost, what is it, uh, 16 games? No, sorry, 26 games off the schedule. You cannot afford to be giving away points to a team like New Jersey or a team like the Islanders because you're going to end up missing the playoffs, and then you can look at a slow start, and you're going to blame that. It drives me insane. I get it. You're missing players. And again, the one player you keep saying, I hear, keep I keep hearing people say, is they're missing Poshnok, wait for him to come back. He comes back in a month from now. I mean, they, they said February... That means like middle. I know he's skating today, but middle of February is what I'm. I'm. I'm probably saying like this time next month. I expect Poshnok to be back. So if we're gonna be playing like this for the next month, just just you know, sit him down for the season and let's go get the number one pick then because this, this is ridiculous that uh you you have enough talent out there. You have names like Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, one of the one of the other forwards who actually has showed up for you. You have uh Rask who's who honestly is looking like a Vesna Trophy candidate. He had he hasn't had a soft goal yet. He's looked really well. Uh, even though his numbers aren't great, he has looked good. 
Uh, he slid up a, unfortunate, a couple unfortunate goals with ping pongs and somebody being able to bat it, uh, Pajot right. being able to bat it out right in front of him yeah. off a of ricochet, yeah, you know? Yeah, but that, that happens. Like, I, I, as right. much as I'd love to blame him on those, I, I can't because I'm somewhat fair. You know, I'm not. Well, we're supposed to hold up with this. It's two games in the season here. And we only talk about the Pheasant Trophy. No, he's, I mean, he's I'm, been Tuka Rask has done his job. He's, exactly. He's, he's, he's the, as, a, as a top five goaltender. He's like he has a talent for top five goaltender. He's been good, but, but he's doing his job. But he's <laughs> he's he's only one of three players on this team who's actually done their job so far in the season to begin the season. I mean, so I don't want I don't want you know start spoiling what we're doing later for like the studs and duds. But finding the studs on this team right now is almost impossible. Right now, it's awful. It's it, there's I quite a few I, actually, Jimmy. Good for you. Oh, good for you. I, I I had two, and I had to stretch for find a third there because I mean this. <laughs> I mean this. This is insane. I even like. I'm like, all right, screw it. I watch the games. Maybe I'm missing something. Let me look at some of the numbers. And we don't have a single player in positive points. We have negative players, and we have zero players. There's not a single Bruin right now that's a positive player. Not a single one. Which is impossible. They've only scored three goals. Well, you know what? When you have someone like Patrice, I was told that Jesus Christ, a.k.a. Patrice Bergeron, is the savior. He's wearing the C. He's going to do it. And Martian, Martian's supposed to be oh healthy. He's a, he's a healthiest man. He's the healthiest he's been in like five seasons, what I heard. Guess what? He's like one of the only players that showed up. But guess what? No one else is playing around him. This is driving me insane. Oh, man. I This this team is infuriating to watch right now. And it's you have the talent there on paper. But guess what? Paper doesn't win championships. There are paper tigers, what this team is. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding yeah. that one in long. No, no, that, you, that, that, no. That, that has. Oh man, that's just getting me warmed up. I I've been going off with not just Justin today on Twitter. I've had people being DMing me about my my Bergeron takes today. I've been going off on people on Twitter for like the last twelve hours. <laughs> I love it. For me, the first two games in New Jersey, like I said, were just. I don't know. I, I feel like you should have taken all four points. No overtimes. Like it would have been a good. Should have been a, a good warm-up for you, but it should have been a better warm-up for you. And then you go into New York and play the Islanders on Monday and one nothing loss. You know, if you get that one nothing loss after taking two in New Jersey and it looking good, you know, you're not too worried about that. Um, I think Volomov was in net in this one who got the shutout. And Boston out shoots the Islanders 27-17. to I mean, that doesn't sound like it was a terrible game. I unfortunately only saw some of the highlights. Uh, from what I saw, it looked like the younger guys looked a little bit more comfortable. Um, but at the same point, I mean, we can't get goals in. And we were just talking about Pasternak skating and people saying, oh, we really need Pasternak. If you really need just one player, isn't your team just that player? To, to, Jimmy, to Jimmy's point, like, where, where have these other guys been? Like, where is pa- uh, Patrice Bergeron? Where is David Krejci? Uh, where's Charlie Coyle been, for that matter? Uh, for me, your best forward has been, you know, aside from Marshawn, has been Nick Ritchie. And, Jimmy, you've been talking about this guy and how he had the potential, and I never saw it until these last three games, really. You, you see where he's been. He's been all around the front of the net, just Unfortunately, what did he get? The one power play goal. Unfortunately, he's had a few opportunities. You should have had two. He had one. I believe it was it was either in the second second New Jersey game or the one in the on the island that just went wide to the far post. It, it was it was so close to going in. And again, I, I I love being right more than I love being wrong. So obviously, so I I think I'm, I think I'm gonna be the biggest <laughs> Nick Ritchie fan in the in the state of Virginia. 
uh, this year. It's just rooting for this guy. He's like my new. He's like the new Michael Ryder. I loved rooting for Ryder because no one liked him. I love rooting for Nick Ritchie because everybody seems to doubt him. And I hope he scores thirty goals this year. Because you hope he'll, yeah, he's only got one goal. Hey, I mean, he, he's. I mean, he's on pace to score what? Uh, Fifty six divided by three. Quick math. It's a yo know, twenty five. No, that's not right at all. No, so. it's more like half. What math went into that? It's like 18. <laughs> yeah, but then you translate that to a 82-game season, you know. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I think I, I think I would listen to last week um, on, I think it was Felger and Maz up here and, and on 98.5, the Sports Hub, and they were saying, like, each game is worth a, basically a game and a half, so... I mean, you came out with four points, but you still—it's—it's it's like you lost two because you should have had six. It's kind of, I don't know, you know, you really—you really were playing for six points, kind of thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm screwing that that logic all up right there. <laughs> but I mean, you know, for Boston, some of the some of the things that just seem to be the same are like I mentioned earlier—the no-show second periods. Uh, you know the not showing up in the first period of the early games. And, you know, unfortunately, Kosh is hurt again. Um, was that a head injury? I'm sorry, I, I missed the, the play. I think it's a body injury. Yeah, they said upper body. I'm not entirely sure, you know, because that can mean anything. Like, it could mean a concussion. It could just mean some of the abdomen, whatever. So could mean a titty twister. That too. Purple nipple. <laughs> We were mentioning the young D. Zaboro ha- hasn't really shown through, but, you know, like I said, that could just be a good thing. It could just mean that he's really being where he's supposed to be. A big surprise for me was how much Kevin Miller looked, how good Kevin Miller looked after not skating for so long, you know. And he made, uh, who was it, Wood pay for yep. running Rask. Miles you know, Miller, it yeah. was a tight game in the first game, what, so Miles? they waited till the beginning of the second game and, you know, but uh, to Miles Wood's credit, he was uh, he was ready for it. He knew it was coming. I think his gloves were off first in that fight. But, uh, you, you know, you don't want to see Miller get hurt when he first gets back out there. And he was at a point a few years back where he was talking about uh, slowing down on the fight and because of his shoulder, I believe. I think that we all said last week that we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect from this guy because we, we have not seen him in 18 months. And he's looked not bad to fully where he was, you know, 18 months ago, because if you don't play, obviously you're going to be a little slower. But he's been a, he's been a bottom-pairing defenseman, which is fine, which is what you need from him. I think if you pair him up with a smaller offensive guy like a Grizzly, I think that's a decent pairing. Neither neither of them have looked good this year, but they, the whole team has not looked good, and that's pretty much been the whole thing of this season, that the team has not looked good. So it's kind of hard to look at players like, oh, yeah, he's okay, but he's not great. The whole team doesn't look great. So it's kind of hard to evaluate individual players when the team has not showed up pretty much for three games now. You know who Kevin Miller reminds me of? Adam McQuaid? John Sean Thornton. He reminds me of Sean Thornton with his physical prowess. I like what I've seen from him. He backs up his teammates, and he has that like a classic Bruins play. Love what I'm seeing from Kevin Miller. No points yet, but I, I expect to see one from him soon. Uh, maybe in the Philly game. That I know that will be a good game. Yeah, they gotta get their act together before Philly. Oh yeah, no, I, honestly, no. I just my hats off to uh, Kevin Miller. To be perfectly honest with you, um, Tyler, I totally get that vibe from him as well. Um, he's just that guy who uh, you know. Um, and I also agree with the McQuaid thing too, Jimmy. He's he's just that guy who you know. I think a big question with 
Zidane Chara leaving um, and Miller coming back, it was not just like, oh, you know, can Miller play to what what he needs to play to? Um, can he, you know, remain healthy? But also, who's going to be kind of like that that kind of enforcer type guy on the team um, with with Charagon? And I think Miller is like honestly failing his role perfectly. I, I gave it a lot of grief the whole signing. Uh, I know a lot of people did. They're like, why the hell are you you know paying Kevin Miller when he hasn't skated in eighteen months and like you wouldn't pay Chara or Krug. Um, and now you kind of see, um, I, I think he's paid off for him. I, I love him. I think he's kind of a veteran leader on that back end to really kind of help take that deep, uh, defense forward. I do disagree, though, Jimmy. I honestly think their best, uh, the best-looking thing about the Bruins has actually been their defense, which has been surprising to me. But with that being said, the offense is just it's just stagnant right now. And, it, it's, and a few players are absolutely frustrating me, frustrating me on offense. Um, but I'm hoping that as the season goes on, it'll start to ramp up. Any more thoughts on the games, or you want to kind of talk about the upcoming games since we did mention the Philly series coming up? We we we, nope. we, we can move on. Yeah, yeah we can. Move. Yeah. Yep. We we now that we've seen what we're actually dealing with, maybe we can dream of better games to come. <laughs> it is gonna be dreaming, that's for sure. Yeah. I feel like they have a difficult schedule coming up a little bit. Yeah, two Philly games, then the Capitals. Yeah, uh, Philly, no, two Phillies, then the next four games are Philly, Philly, hey, Pittsburgh, Philly, Pittsburgh. Philly. And that'll be the next full week of games. So, and you Washington know. at the end of the month. Oh, my gosh. What's that? Washington at the end of the month. Yeah, right, yeah. right into uh, February with it. So it, it's a tough division this year. I, I think, and I, again, I could be wrong on this. I think they have the most uh, playoff teams from last year in their division, or at least it feels like it at the very at the very least. So coming up against Philadelphia tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Philly comes in at three and one. Boston one one and one, of course. Um, it's the home opener. Uh, is, are they tomorrow night? They're gonna retire Willie O'Ree's number, I believe, on the, at the I opener. So. At the, yeah, at the opener. I, yeah. I think they're doing that in February. Yeah, I thought I thought it was February too. All right. I'm sorry. That I was actually asking. So yeah, I don't know oh. the actual date. Is there uh, is there a wild card team this year? No, there's not, right? What do you mean for for making the playoffs? Sorry, I don't mean to go on a tangent here, but I was looking at the standings and they have a wild card spot here, which I did not think they. Would. It's top top four teams in the division will play each other, that's, and then it'll be reseeded after that. Right. Is what I remember. That's that's what I thought. I don't know why they have this. Okay, I was wondering why there's a wild card spot if I'm missing something. Okay, never mind. Proceed. Um, you know, Jersey, they got a tip. Top of the crease, they got one that ricocheted in off both our defensemen, Lozon and McAvoy tonight. You know, Bergies hops up, and so I mean, big picture, you know, you're doing a good job defending when those are the goals that's going in. Uh, on the flip side, no consolation to lose a game like that when you feel you were the better team. All in all, I thought uh, take the results out just to play on the ice. I thought. You know, our lineup looks solid. We didn't seem to have any weak links. We just, again, we couldn't finish off plays. All right, back to Philadelphia. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> these guys. <laughs> they're looking good, Philadelphia is. Yeah. They really are. And I think they're also one of the teams like them will most likely honestly get Keith uh, Keith Yandel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have the pieces to go get him. Yep. We don't. That's, that's the rumor for him coming here. We don't have the pieces to go get him. Well, not to mention, I don't think we have the cap space, right? Because how much is his contract? 
Uh, Yandel, six million. They don't, they don't yes, have, six million. Yeah, so I don't think we can. They, I think they'd have to eat some money. Yeah. Yeah. I forget where I left off, but the Bruins are uh, playing Philadelphia tomorrow night, seven p.m. I'm sure this is like the ninetieth time I've said that. Philly comes to town, three and one. I picked them to come out of the the uh, the the East. With Philly coming to town and the Bruins doing the home opener, um, after what you've seen, what are your thoughts about them? What What do you think they need to do to beat Philadelphia? They have one to, of these two games, anyway. They have to improve their offense pretty bigly, pretty big because. Their offense on the Flyers team is really good. They have a ton of like young fours on that team now, like Travis Konechny, Joel Faraby, and got the uh, the veterans Voracek and Giroux, who are still playing like absolute beasts. It's going to be a tough game for the defense, and if they do good, that and you know what, it won't be a high scoring game. It's just the offense that needs to step it up. They can't give away the puck anymore. They got to move much faster. They got to keep shooting that puck. That's how they will win. Improve it on that offense. Stop make stop making that extra pass. Somebody's got to shoot the puck at some point, right? Yep. And then you know this should be a pretty good uh, game for the younger D because you're going up against a much more veteran team than New Jersey. And even I mean I know that the Islanders are a pretty decent team, but I don't think I don't think the younger guys look terrible against the Islanders. Jimmy, what are your thoughts? What does what does Boston need to do to even have a shot at some of these these next two games? Honestly, they're a better team than Philly on paper. They're a better they're a better team if they show up and play. It, it's not the younger guys. The younger guys are playing like younger guys do. They have good games and bad games. It's the guys like Charlie Coyle, David Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand. All these guys. It's time for them to put up actually and show up and do what they have to do. Marchand's the only one who's actually showed up in all the games. Well, two of the three games. It's just been, if they show up and play, I would not be, I would just, I would be as surprised if they win, you know, a five to two game to lose five to two. It's just, they have the talent to to beat Philly twice here. They, they have the talent. Will they do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it starts with coaching. I don't know if they have, they're going into like with the mindset of, hey, these games matter, which is a problem that happened in the bubble last year. It really comes down to are they gonna be willing to uh, play when the puck drops, and it's it just it's it's frustrating to watch. And I so it's it's all I think just mentality. Get ready, get ready. Uh, one more thing, Dave. Yep. I think the stats for the goalie who's currently playing for the Flyers, Carter Hart. He's not had a really good season so far. He has nine goals against. So that also goes to show that offense needs to improve on their on shooting the puck because this goalie. Seems to be a bit vulnerable. Yeah, but what's that say about the rest of the team? If he's already given up nine goals and they're two and one with him in net, it was Buffalo. Buffalo game. He they gave were. up four goals. He gave up a chunk there, and then Philly that uh, that first Pittsburgh game. He gave up three. Justin, what do you think the Bruins need to do to turn this around quick? Well, honestly, I and in, in to to that point. Um, and Tyler, thank you for uh, that stat. I was actually uh, trying try to look that up now. Um, I know they, they've been averaging uh, almost four goals a game so far, Philly has, so their offense is there. Um, but the defensive goaltending has been kind of like loose. So I feel like um, the Bruins, first of all, need to take advantage of that. Um, they're also 21st in the NHL in penalty kill. 
So the Bruins power play needs to come through there. Um, Philly's definitely a threat offensively. So I think Rask and the defense will have their hands full. Um, you know what I mean? Because you got a lot of good good forwards there, a lot of goals going forwards. But the, Bru- the Bruins, the, their forwards need to start to break out. And again, I don't think it's from lack of effort. I really don't because I've seen them trying. And there were points in the Islander game and both um, New Jersey teams where they were just dominating possession. They were just dominating the puck. Um, and they were all over the offensive zone. But the issue is, is like no one's scoring right now. And I'm sorry, uh, but for me, the door on Andre Kasha is kind of closing as far as the window of opportunity I'm giving him to boom himself. Um, two shots so far this season. Two shots. Two shots this season. Um, and I hate, hate, hate when people, you know, and I hear it on the uh, hockey show on 98.5 and everything else like that. Well, he does all the little things. The goals will come. I'm so sick of that. Like, that's some Denton Heinen BS right there, all right? As far as I'm concerned, all Andre Kasher is, is just a faster Denton Heinen. That's all he's proven to me. Um, Jake DeBrusque, I, I don't know what's going on there. I know they put him up with Bergeron and Marchand, and he was doing well there. I'm, I'm, I think Cassidy's trying to build up his confidence and, like, get, get him going somehow. Um, but Jesus, I mean, like, and, and Anders Bjork, again, another player – well, he, you know, he does the little things right. He's good defensively. He's put on some muscle. You know, he pursues the puck well. And he has had some good setups. But, again, can't score. The issue right now, and this is why I'm so pissed off that Don Sweeney hasn't addressed this further. He's, like, he, they're so satisfied with these, like, essentially bottom six forwards who don't have much talent. They do all the little things correct, all right, but they don't – they get they can't score. I mean, Pasenak is the only elite talent goal scorer that you have. Marshan, yes, as well. Okay, I'll give Marshan as well. But outside of that, I mean, come on. So the offense needs to break out here. I'm hoping that this is not a true reflection of how our offense is because I do think there is more potential there. But I'm just getting so sick of all that, like, just nonsense about doing the little things right and the goals will come because guess what? They're not coming. And honestly, I'm happy Kasha is out. I'm hoping he sticks with Stanika. I was shocked when he only played two games and took him out for the second game. But I want to see that kid more. Um, but they, they, it's just – it's just, it's really bothering me now. So they, the offense needs to break through here because otherwise, like, you know, that, that, that's not even going to be in playoff contention. So offense got to break through, especially against a uh, Philly defense and goaltender who seems to be kind of iffy so far as far as goals against. Uh, Justin, Andre Kasha – it's just par Lindell if he was a winner. Just saying. You want know even better comparison, Tyler. Like seriously, I, I can't. And we, you know, the fact I get I get the first round pick was more so to dump back as his contract. But still, you still gave up the first rounder for this kid. Really? Oh really? Like Josh Anderson, uh, Tyler DeFoley, Mike Hoffman. None of those guys, uh, Taylor Hall, they, none of those guys were like like we're really you know, you know getting you uh, crazy down there. Like you had to go for Andre Kasha, who you know has a history injury. He's only he's only eclipsed. I think I don't I don't even know if he's eclipsed twenty goals, but if he has, I think it's only been once. And outside of that, he's hurt half the time. So this is what you're seeing. It's what what he is, and it's just so we'll see. Yeah, Kasha was a uh, concussion concern to begin with. I believe he was on had spent quite some time. He's never played more than 66 games, and that was in 2018. Uh, 20 goals once that same year. 
Uh, last last season for Anaheim, 49 games played, uh, six with Boston, seven goals, 16 assists, plus one with Boston, and he was a minus seven, but, I mean, Anaheim sucked. So, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen much from Kasha. He's, he's injured again. What? Why do we seem to always get the concussion cases? We're trading away first-round picks for a concussion case. Did uh, Don Sweeney just subscribe to the NFL thought of uh, way of thought on concussions? <laughs> I, I think he's taking that book and uh, movie concussion a little bit too uh, too dark. Yeah, too lightly, right? Yeah, too lightly. Jesus. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's uh, probably a good time to start into our studs and duds. Every week we're going to come up with three studs and three duds. Um, Justin, why don't you start us off? Absolutely, Dave. Thank you. So um, my studs so far have been uh, Rask, of course. I, uh, you know, and, and again, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth saying it, but Rask has been definitely one of their best players. Uh, McAvoy, for sure. I've loved him on the back end. I've loved what he's done. Um, he's throwing his weight around, fun to watch. Could use a little less penalties. But outside of that, he's proven why um, he's our future number one defenseman, both in ice time. He's leading the team in the ice time, averaging, I think, just over 26 minutes a game. Um, and he's been kind of like stepping up into that kind of like back end leader. He's been awesome. Um, and then the last one I have here has been actually, believe it or not, um, and Jimmy win to you, but uh, Nick Ritchie. Um, I think he's been one of your best forwards here so far in these first three games. Um, he's doing what he's, he's been asked to. He's not an elite skater by any means, um, and he never will be, but he throws his way around. Um, he throws his way in offensive zone, defensive zone. Um, he gets to the front of the net. Uh, one of the few guys who on the team who seems to be able to do that, um, and he's only got one goal. So I'm, I'm liking what I see from him. And honestly, call me crazy, I like him next to Krejci, and I think Krejci likes that because he's used to having those big power forwards on his wings. And for a slower player like Krejci, I think Nick, Nick Ritchie fits in well there. So uh, he's been my three, uh, my third stud for the week. Um, and then for bad, and man, this is tough because I have a lot of bad on here. Um, Kasha, number one dud. I mean, it just, you know, three games this season, already hurt. Didn't do much for me in those other two games. Um, again, yeah, he could pursue the puck. Uh, he does little things right, but outside of that, nothing, nothing. I don't see anything there from him. I really don't. DeBrusque, uh, unfortunately, another forward. He's been a absolute dud for me. Um, again, he's been, you know, kind of he skates well. Uh, he, he looked better with Bergeron and Marchand. Uh, but outside of that, he's been flat, has been using his body well, uh, so on and so forth. And uh, the last but not risk I have is um, Craig Smith, actually. He's been uh, another player who, um, again, injured first game of the season. Uh, has come back, and I, I think there's more there to him. So, uh, But he's definitely my side of the week because I haven't seen much. Don't see much of what has made him so special. Maybe it's because he's dealing with an injury. Uh, but outside of that, I, I he's been kind of invisible to me. All right, as far as your studs go, uh, I definitely would have to agree with you on Richie. Um, and when you said Tuca, uh, I'm going to go with both goalies. I think both that um, I think you are 0-3 without – these goaltenders showing up and showing up and at big times during their games. Um, and then uh, I'm also going to agree with you on McAvoy. McAvoy came to play this season 
with his big boy pants. So those are my three studs. Goalies, Richie and McAvoy. Uh, my duds are the uh, – I'm going to start off with the entire Krejci line. The second line is absolute garbage uh, right now. I have cautious hurt. Um, I, I don't want to say garbage. That might be a little much. But, I mean, where, seriously, where the hell are they? Uh, and my third dud is going to be Charlie Coyle. Minus three after three games. Uh, you know, he's – you know, he's supposed to be the next one up. He has been our – has been nothing but great for Boston. So you're just expecting so much more and he just hasn't shown up to start the season yet. Uh, Jimmy, I see you all riled up right there, but I'm going to go to Tyler next to make it, make you really seethe. <laughs> so my first stud is definitely the goalies. They, without them, it would have been 0 and 3. Cause we've seen no offense. We've seen not a lot of defense. Oh, we have seen the defense. They've been promising, but those goalies, they're definitely our best players. Uh, I forgot my number two. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say number two? Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, number two is Kevin Miller. I've loved what I've seen from him. We haven't seen too much, but i it, seen those fights with him. It reminds me of classic Bruins hockey. It's the hockey, hockey that I love to see. So good for Kevin Miller. He's my second dud, my stud. Um, and my third stud? Probably have to be... um. Uh, probably have to be Grizzlick. I mean, I want to see him on the, the first line with McAvoy. I think those two can do so well together. As you know, they had that chemistry back in college days. That's what I want to see from Grizzlick. He has one point in there too, which is good to see. I think Grizzlick has been our best best defenseman. Wow. All right. And for that, I'm going to change my uh... – oh, my duds, though. Did, did I give you my last dud, by the way? Because I'm going to change it to you on that pick because I don't think Grizzlick <laughs> has been that good right now, buddy. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. He was hurt, missed part of the game the other day, and I know I'm not trying to take that away from him, but uh, he's been no good on the power, uh, and that's what you need from him right now. We're going to be more supportive in my first dud, and that's going to be Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. All right. So Tyler's dud starting wow. off starting off hitting heavy. Charlie McAvoy. All right, go Tyler. Sorry for interrupting. And my second stud, I think it had to be Charlie McAvoy. Uh, not, not Charlie McAvoy, Charlie Coyle. He has been at minus three. We expect a lot from him. Like he, we expect him to be a, a playmaker out there, but so far we haven't seen anything from him. He doesn't have that, that finals magic touch on him at the start of the season. As for my third dud. I don't really have one. <laughs> I'll give you one. How about coaching? Sure. Yeah, the Co- coaching needs to get better. Sweeney, Cassidy. I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I had coaching on my list for sure. It's just, you know, you're not showing up for these games. It's the same It's the same shit we've been seeing for years. All right, Jimmy, did we let you wait long enough? Tally, you're my hero. Oh, I'm so happy <laughs> oh that Charlie Mac- I'm, oh I'm so God. happy that Charlie McAvoy picked there. Um, So... All right, so, you know, let's start with the positives, okay? There wasn't much to go around. So I really only had two, but I threw a third one in there because you have to, I guess. Um, So I, number one, I put Nick Ritchie down. A goal, uh, he leads the team in shots, uh, tied for the team lead with Grizzlick with 11 shots. He is minus one, but everybody's minus one on this team, at least. Uh, The second one is Marshan. He's actually been the only guy to show up in two of the three games. He has a goal and two assists, only seven shots. Uh, He went shotless in the second game. Which again, for Martian, you cannot go shotless. I'm, when you are the team's right now elite sniper, I guess if you want to call him that, you can't go shotless. And I like your answer, Dave, as goaltending, but I picked Tuka because he went uh, one and one. 
uh, save, save percentage of uh, 893 and a 1.45 goals against. Uh, just because he's been the starter out there the more games, I gave it to him. But I wanted to give it to uh, Halak because I think Halak was – he faced more shots in bo- both of his games compared to what Rask, Rask uh, combined numbers are almost what Halak's were. And then the duds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Here it comes. So I actually agree with Tyler. My number one dud is Charlie McAvoy. When you go no goals, no assists, no points, six shots on goal, and then on top of that, you also go minus two. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You suck. You this is my thing. You wanna get you wanna run you wanna run uh Tory Krug and Zidane Char out of town because he's the next guy. Well, guess what? Time to show up. I put you on watch at the beginning of the year. Guess what? Time to show up, kid. And guess what? He didn't. Number one, dud. Number two, everybody keeps talking about uh, maybe he should go in the studs because his name is Studnika. Guess what? He sucks. He's played 25-32. He doesn't have a single shot on effing goal. Are you kidding me? This guy, he's... Shoot the fucking puck, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, He's min- not only that, he's also minus one. So also, he can't do anything in the defensive zone either. This guy sucks too. And the third one, I could have given it to a list of Coyle um, because he's he's leading the team in uh, minus th- at minus three. I really wanted to give it to Krejci because on that overtime goal, uh, watching that, I watched like five times. Instead of back pressuring, he's literally gliding back for uh, for uh, instead of uh, you know back checking, just gliding back, which infuriates me because he was you know. Krejci's one of those guys you pride on his defense. But I ended up giving to Grizzly, even though he's leading the, he's tied for the team leading shots. He does have a point that he, it was his guy that beat him in overtime, even though Krejci should have cycled back. It was a bad look, but it was Grizzly who got beat. So Grizzly gets the, the third dud there, but that's barely. I mean, there's so many other guys who could have had it, so I feel bad giving it to Grizz there. But I do not feel bad giving it to uh, Charlie McAvoy and Studnika. Guess what, guys? Show up or get the hell out of town. Justin, you looked appalled when he said Absolutely that, although not surprised. Appalled. Absolutely appalled. Okay, first of all, McAvoy is playing the most minutes on the entire team. So, unfortunately, number one defensemen typically are out there when goals against happen because they, they play the most on the team. Like, you know, and usually it's doing uh, when you're li- the, your not-so-good lines are out there. So, yeah, he's a, he's a minus right now. All right, I get it. But also, as you mentioned, the rest of the team's a minus, right? Uh, and um, what, in addition to, oh, yeah, the uh, offense, first of all, the offense will come, that's for sure. But also for defensemen, it's much harder for them to get the point and goal totals when they're not number one on the power play. So, I mean, you got to figure, the first unit's usually out there for, like, what, over a minute on, on most nights? Uh, and, and like, with Grizzly, uh, Grizzly uh, quarterbacking it, and I think, if anything, you should be more disappointed that Grizzly doesn't have more points or goals because of that. But, uh, you know, if McBoy is out there during that time, he would even see more ice time. And, honestly, I guarantee you they would, uh, the, the goals and assists will come. So um, they... And, honestly, I don't base offense or, uh, like, on defensemen. No, For no. me, my concern with defensemen is that you, you know, play play the body, help with transition, and you're physical. And as far as Stadnitica goes, the potential is there. But he's had he's played 10 minutes in two games. That's it. And 25, 25 minutes. He has, he's at 25, 30. <laughs> 25, 30, 25, 32 combined. 25, no, 32. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Justin, the, Jimmy, Justin's talking about Studnika's time, not McAvoy. Yeah, no, 20, not per game, total. He's not had a shot in 25 minutes of ice time. 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. He, I have as many uh, shots as he does. He, he, I do. He's good. But he's, 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 he's a young Nika. player. Thank you. <laughs> he, I, he, 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 
he does not deserve to be a dud right now. Was he? A, a, is he a factor right now? No, he's not. Justin, he's a young player. I want to see what's going. I, I want to see his potential, but he hasn't played all that much between those two games. And he's a natural sentiment. He's not. He's not a winger. And he's honestly still undersized. He needs to put, put on some girth. Justin, he's played like what? It's like a seventh or eighth game. You have as many like, shots as he does. You have as many shots with the Boston Bruins as he does. He. He, he shoot the puck, please. It's not that hard. He's the only one who doesn't have a shot on the team. Only one. And if he's going to be a legitimate player on this team, shoot the puck. Trage is a pass for first guy. He still gets shots. You cannot tell me you can't put a shot even at the end of the period. Shoot it from the other blue line. Jeez, get a shot on goal. This is the you, we, we talk about the five on five offense. How it's not there. It's because people like that don't shoot. But you know who else had potential? Ryan Spooner had potential at one point. Zach Hamill had potential. Ryan Donato had uh, 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 potential at one point. All these guys had potential, and guess what? They all sucked. And I, this guy is going up with uh, JFK and all these guys that get caught after the third year because this guy just doesn't have it. He's Jimmy, under- Jimmy they, 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 and they all suck, but we know they suck because they played significant amount more games and had significant amount more development time and they're technically in their primes, and they still suck. So At least they shoot the puck. puck. He just played all of, like, 10 games. He doesn't if, shoot. Not even. Not even less than that. The kid, give the time, kid time. He's a, he's a blue-chip prospect. He lit it up in the NHL. I believe in this kid, and he's made some awesome plays. Okay. He hasn't put a puck in that, and he needs to, and he will, but confidence will come. Again, he's a, he's a sentiment. He's not a winger, so I don't think Cassidy's using him right. Not to mention, he's barely giving him ice time. Well, so, all right, and then go back to McAvoy real quick, and then, you know, I'll let you guys uh, move on from this if you guys want to. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I don't get how this guy gets a pass. I don't know if he has, like, naked photos of Don Sweeney's wife or something like that, but he gets, keeps getting those first pairing minutes. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> you get you guys you guys keep saying that, you know, he's throwing the body away out there. Both the – all the – every single one of the goals – even the one that went off of them, which I love to blame on, blame on him, I can't do it. But I give him, I don't give him, he, clear a body out from in front of the net. You want to hit someone up, up against the boards, I can do that thing. I'm tiny. But you're, I mean, believe me, he's, he, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's pudgy. He can move some people in front of the net if he really wanted to. He's he's a bigger body. That You want to get rid of Chara, guess what? Chara would move people out of the front of the net, okay? And that's my thing. You want to get rid of Chara, fine. I'm okay with that because you want to give Berger, you want to give Bergeron the C. It's time for you to stand up, bud. It's you can't be weak. He's he's a soft player, and he's gonna get hurt in you know fifteen games and miss the rest of the season. That's what he does every year. It, it, it's insane. I don't get it. I, I, the potential in this kid is there, but except he just he's never gonna live up to it. Not in this town. He's like Dougie Hamilton two point Here we go. Oh no, not even because Dougie Hamilton. You're right, Dougie. Ha- let his team get scored on and take a hit. McAvoy, he does box. That's why. I, yeah, because watching, the boards he does get guys out in front of the net. He throws his weight around. He he's been a joy to watch defensively. Oh my gosh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Dougie Hamilton went out. Okay, you'll see, you'll see, he'll prove you wrong. You'll see. I'm still waiting. (laughs) I've been I've been hearing I've been hearing he's gonna prove me wrong for two and a half years now, and I'm still waiting. He he hasn't hasn't proved me wrong already, dude. No, he has not. So just just for the record, uh, Chara has one more shot than. uh, McAvoy this Thank season. You. And Thank you. Thank you. Crew has oh, one one more assist and than the both of them. Right. So, so so no none of these three guys are really lighting up the scoreboard right well, now, and I, I don't have Krug, their time on ice in front of me. Crook is on the Blues with a bunch of star-studded players. So and Char's not and, and Char's and so, not and Char is on the Caps with a bunch of star-studded players. Oh. And McAvoy's on the Bruins with allegedly a star-studded cast of and characters. And he's the number one. None of those guys are so Krug and Char are not number ones. 
supposedly, if you want to call McAvoy the number one, he gets the shot if he wants a shot. And guess what? He does. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't. He doesn't score. If we're gonna wait for his scoring, he took him 52 games last year. He's gonna end the year with one goal, and that's your number one guy. That's your number one guy. If, if but he's your number one defenseman, and he's eating up the minutes. And I you know what? Where's his, I mean, he's a minus two right now, three games in, and all right, that's gonna change. But you know, it is three games in. We are, we are a re- reactionary crew here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, uh, Tyler, you know, I I kind of jumped in on you about Grizzly. I actually want to th- I want to change that third stud. It's got to be Marshan. I didn't right. think about Marshan before. You don't, you don't have to change because I said something. I was just gonna say I just I him taking over that top spot on the power on the power play. I wanted to see a little bit more out of him, and I just haven't. So, you know, as far as coaching is concerned like you guys you for a couple of years now you can't get these guys to get going you've been talking about you know uh taking the extra making the extra pass for a while you know at, at some point when are we going to she- teach these guys when it's appropriate to shoot you know as opposed to you know you looks like you have a perfect shot but not let me try and pass it back through a defender which we have seen for plenty of time Maybe we can get a coach that's good at development. Oh wait, I thought we had that already. Guess not. No, that's our GM who was a. Uh... No, no, but I, but I thought the reason why we keep Cassie around because it's not really because of coaching because he's he's a he's a boneheaded uh, coach. I thought it's because <laughs> I thought it's because he was good at developing young players. You know that we kept talking about over and over again, like you know Ryan Donato. Oh wait, um, who else? Who else was really good that we uh that we. Charlie McAvoy. Oh wait, he never really played down there. And, 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 and he also really has not developed. He's still you know a, a third or fourth defenseman at this point at best. Hey, you know what? And, and you know what, Jimmy? I wish I had a text right now, but I do have a text from you saying. Yeah, I was going off. Yeah, because we were we were we were arguing about this whole day. We were arguing about this whole Bruce Cassidy being a shitty coach, right? And uh, I, well, I was going through players who he's helped uh, develop, and I remember Jimmy saying, "Oh, well, McAvoy was always his stud no, when he was no, drafted, no, no, so no, 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 no. I said Poshnak. Really, I said Poshnak. No, no, I saw McAvoy in there. I totally saw McAvoy in there." <laughs> All right, we just lost Jimmy for the rest of the show. He's going through his backlog of texts from Justin now. <laughs> By the uh, way, Dave, I want to talk about Jack Sidnicka a little bit, if that's okay with you. So, Sidnicka, he's currently a minus one this season. His whole career, he has a plus one, only one assist. His entire career, though, he has zero shots, which is pretty bad. He needs at least one in there. How many games is that? He has only played four games. All right. so, okay. Oh yeah. So the, to the point. That, in this Philly game, he has to get at least two shots on that. One is so, okay. But... What were his numbers down in Providence? Oh, they were that, really good. They were good. They were, I, they I were great, them. weren't they? No, oh, they. I, yeah, he, I think he was leading. I think he was leading AHL. I think. Well, he was like one of the top players in the AHL. He had like twenty-nine assists and twenty-three goals, or something like that. And they were both in the twenties in the Who's AHL. This? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm trying to who, who, who see we if I can about? pull that up now. But, but yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see him. I think putting him up on that first line was a uh, to start the season was going to be a detriment because you know that's a lot of pressure. And yes, you could look at it as Bergeron and uh, Marshawn should be able to kind of keep an eye on the kid and let him you know just get acclimated to the NHL and and try to play his game. But Justin, you were right. By the way, I did say McAvoy was an elite prospect. Doesn't count. 
Although, although the players that did list that, you know, uh, Cassidy, quote unquote, you can't see me because you're listening to it on a podcast, but quote unquote has been, you know, really developed really well. We got DeBrusque, we got Senesham, we got Malcolm Subban. Um, who else we got here? We got uh, Donato was phenomenal. Um, yeah, and then I guess that uh, McAvoy doesn't count because he came in as, as an elite prospect. But and then I guess the only one that sort of, but that was more under Claude Julian was uh, Postanak because you know Postanak was drafted and developed with Claude Julian and Claude's right. pretty good. Claude's pretty good at developing young players. You know we got Marshan Bergeron. No, pretty good there. Yeah, yeah Bergeron's really. Well, listen, I, I, w- I will agree though that the coaching. I, so my one thing with Cassie so far this season has been like, you know, I, I'm finally switching up lines. But the guy seems to do it like he he can't. It's almost like impulsive. No, I mean, uh, excuse me, compulsive for him. Like every single game, he has to change the lines. So I'm like, none of these guys are able to build like effective chemistry if you keep shifting them around. At one point, I'm pretty sure I think it was in the second game against New Jersey, he had. Um, uh, Bergeron, Marsha, and Krejci out there at one point. And I was like, what, what, "What's going on here? Like, 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 can we like have some consistency in these lineups?" I mean, Jesus. Was it a uh, a defensive zone situation where you want the extra center when you saw that? So, so I, I, honestly, Dave, I cannot remember. Um, but I, I I've seen him do that, and I understand that. Yeah, no, that makes sense because he likes to have two centermen out there to take the face off. But uh, I, I I actually don't think he was doing one of those situations. I think he was just trying to spark more offense later on in the game, and it just nothing right. happened. Cassie overhandles yeah. the lineup sometimes. Yeah, Tyler, to to your point, um, last year Studnicka played sixty games in the NA, in the AHL, excuse me, and two in the NHL. He had twenty three goals, twenty six assists, and was a plus nine with thirty penalty minutes. So, just. To see him for four games in the NHL and only two this season, I mean, I think his numbers are probably, you know, like average. Uh, you're, okay. you're, yeah, you're, you're really not see. You're really not seeing the player. It's just is is it is it too early for him? I I hate to say. I mean, how old is this kid? He's like twenty. He's twenty one. Nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people can't make that jump at that age, but yeah. at the same point, I think to the, the coach and being a dud is you're putting this young kid up on that line with all that potential when if you would kind of put him back on the third line maybe with a with a coil and bump the other two guys up to start with, at least those guys had the NHL experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my conclusion with Jake Sicknicka right now, he may have been a stud in the AHL, but as of right now, he is a dud in the NHL. Top five dud in, in my list for uh, – for the duds. I agree with Justin, though. I think he is a promising player. But right now, I'm going to go with Jimmy and say that he is definitely a dud. Awesome. All right. That was studs and duds. I think it maybe took a little bit of a tangent at one point, but that was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, one of the things that maybe was a, uh, a borderline thing that we really didn't go through in that segment is one of the best things about your team right now is the penalty kill. Uh, I believe they are roughly over nine, uh, nine for nine on the penalty killer, something like that. Let me uh, see if I can pull that back up. So that's good to see. You know, this team has been uh, known in, uh, for having a good penalty kill over the last few years, as well as a good power play. But they have one shorthanded goal too, right? Yeah, it was Bergeron. Yeah, the, yes, the, Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron. So they have more shorthanded goals than they do even strength goals, and that, in essence, is the biggest problem with this team right now 
All right, hey, uh, hey, Jimmy, you want to yeah. make a bet? I just like winning. It's time to bet your ass. Catch me outside. Here on the Boston Bee Party. That, that take is terrible. The second pick I have is uh, St. Louis. It's in the St. Louis-Colorado uh, game. And here comes Cairo. Sends it over. Goes back to Cairo for the goal. Awfully pretty passing for the St. Louis Blues. Jordan Cairo gives them a 2-1 lead. And I am going to take St. Louis to beat Colorado in Colorado. Hey, it's uh, I'm going to give you a pick in the Vancouver game as well. I am going to take Vancouver. Tanner Pearson will bring it out for the Canucks. Tanner Pearson over Horvat in all alone, and he scores! The captain, Bo Horvat, is first on the score sheet, giving the Canucks a 1-0 lead. Because I don't believe that cursed Oilers team. Um, so I'm picking another underdog here, and it's the uh, Vancouver Canucks to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, You never have to ask me that twice. That was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm always, down to, I'm always down to make a bet. Let's do this thing. Um, so a lot of people, uh, you know, have been DMing me. Uh, well, not really a lot of people, I guess. Um, a couple of people have DMing me about making uh, different hockey picks, and I told them, you know, listen to, listen to the podcast. Um, so welcome to listen to the podcast to get the picks. I found out that making uh, the picks the night of, it's kind of difficult for the uh, listeners to actually put the pick in because, well, the podcast goes up the, ni- the next day and you kind of missed it. Um, so I did a little bit of research on uh, tomorrow's games, which is Thursday the 21st, and then I got two for Friday, um, which uh, is the 22nd. So um, the first game I am going to pick is in the Montreal-Vancouver game, and that's, for again, for tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to take the Montreal Canadiens to win that game just outright. Uh, all, so all these picks are going to be outright just for the team to win. Um, I'm taking Montreal against Vancouver in Vancouver. Normally going to the West Coast is not ideal for the visiting team. Uh, there's just something about Montreal. Montreal's just they're a wagon this year. They made so many good uh, acquisitions. Carey Price is starting to look like you know, Carey Price like he did a couple years ago. Uh, the coaching there, the, <clears throat> the Bruins had at one point. Um, he's, a, he's a very good coach, and, you know, they, they look good. The next game I'm going to go over here uh, for Friday is uh, the Edmonton Oilers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. So it's the exact opposite. You got a team going from west to east. And, man, talk about two teams that I hate betting on because they both choke, but I really like the Oilers to win here. They just There's so much... Uh, firepower on that team, much like the Maple Leafs. The difference is, though, is that the Oilers actually have a goalie and the Maple Leafs have no defense and no goalie. So, giving the Oilers at plus 127 right now. Again, this is all by DraftKings, uh, my odds here. And the last pick is the Vegas Golden Knights going to the desert of Arizona, which is weird because I guess technically Vegas is also in the desert. I'm taking Arizona. There's something about them this year. They're fun to watch, and I'm really putting money on them because I just I, I hate betting against Vegas. I hate betting for Vegas. Just something about I don't know if the white gloves. I just it, it bothers me. So I'm t- I'm taking Arizona uh, plus one thirty seven. So again tomorrow night you got Montreal uh, over the Canucks, the uh, and then Friday Oilers over the Maple Leafs and Arizona 
uh, over the uh, Golden Knights. All right, and I just I just want to make sure I heard you clear. You said you liked um, Edmonton's goaltending over Toronto's. Yes, I do. What they aren't they like revolving? Didn't Smith like get hurt or something like that? Now they're kind of like trying to figure out the goaltending situation. Wasn't it uh, the backup Koskinen? Koskinen? Am I, I'm saying that wrong. I know like it. That? Yeah, it, but Anderson sucks. I've seen. I mean, with with Toronto being in our division for so long, Anderson's just not a good goalie. Well, Anderson is exactly what you say to Garask is, and that's a complete choke artist. So I, I hear you there, but I think he, I don't know. I mean, my thing, my thing, there's, there's no... Edmonton as a team, I always have high hopes for them, and they always let me down. Yeah, it's so called, I, I guess I'm just a little down on them this it's year. It's the curse. It's the curse. Um, it's a real thing. But the thing with Edmonton is there's Connor McDavid versus Anderson. There's, I mean, Austin Matthews is a very good goalie. Or, excuse, wow, no, he's not a very good goalie at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although he might be the best goalie they have up there. Yeah, I mean, he's not, but he's a very good scorer, I, I hear. Same with John Tavares, but the one-two punch there, if you want to put uh, the two of Matthews and Tavares as one-two, I'd rather take McDavid and Drossel one-two over uh, that. And if it's going to come down to one-two, I'm, again, I, I think the teams are very similar. Um, and I'm gonna take the odds there with Edmonton. Really comes down to that. I, I like the I like the risk reward there. The value of Edmonton is a lot better than taking Toronto there. Fair enough. And of course, last week you went two and two and zero, as we heard in the open a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, bet your ass open. Mm-hmm. Um, two and zero. You had St. Louis winning over Colorado and Vancouver winning over Edmonton. Yep. And I would also give you credit for at the end of the podcast saying to hammer the devils. I did say that uh, where the Bruins were plus one and a half. So three and oh in my book. Officially only two and oh though, because my book don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no only two and oh mine. Uh seeing how I didn't put out like an official play, I guess. So that's all right. Well, We'll look forward to seeing it on Twitter. Uh, you yep. can follow us on Twitter at Boston B Party One. I always forget to throw that out, but Jimmy, your picks are going to be at uh, Jimmy Shea nineteen. Excellent, and make sure you tag the B Party in that. Always do, bud. Always do. Wrapping up, I want to kind of go back to the young kids a little bit. We talked about them a little bit more at the beginning. You know, we said that Zaboro was kind of there. I I think the one person we were talking more about the defense, but. Uh, I really have liked what I've seen out of Trent Frederick uh, so far. And then, uh, Jimmy, I know, I know you have a point you want to make. Um, as, as far as the younger kids are concerned, Frederick has kind of stood out to me as being a little bit more steady uh, in what he's doing in his game. Have, have you seen anything from him that he's de- he's, he's definitely a noticeable player out there. I like what I've been seeing from Trent Frederick, Frederick so, so far. I've seen him getting into fights with PK Subban. I like that in that. I like that, like, you know, just a little bit of that chirping and stuff. He's, he definitely has that in him. He's definitely one of those young studs in that team, and I look forward to seeing more of him. All right, Tyler, what do you think? What are you? What have you seen from Frederick so far? Oh, he's physical. He definitely has that physical uh, prowess out there. If there's something that the Bruins need, he's definitely good with that fourth line with Wagner and uh, Corrali. He's definitely, he's, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing more of him. I think he'll do better as each game progresses by. I know he's like really comfortable on um, being in that fourth line too. He's like embraced that role. So having that like mindset makes you a better player. 
Oh, Frederick. Honestly, I, I like Frederick Dave. Um, I you know he's kind of as advertised. Um, I I would like to see if he could play on the third line eventually, maybe even center the third line. Uh, but you you can tell though that that's kind of his ceiling, right? You know he he's not going to be he's never going to be a top six guy. Um, he's always going to be in the bottom six, either third or fourth line. Although again, I would like to see if he can do uh be a third line center because I think he brings a lot of good qualities. I mean he's you know he's got he's got some speed there a little bit. Um, he's not the fastest guy, but he's got a little speed. But he definitely throws his way, uh, throws his way around, like Tyler was saying. Um, it brings that element of toughness. Um, heck, he was looking to start some fights the other night, but unfortunately, uh, PK Subban's a wuss, um, and he'll taunt someone. But then when they want to drop the gloves, he's like, "No, no, I don't, I, I don't want you." So that was, you know, typical PK Subban, like absolute wuss that he is. But he's, oh, he's wanted to drop the gloves. He looks like he's an enforcer. He's been one of my favorite forward prospects to watch. Um, and I think he's even had a good, uh, good few chances with goal scoring. Um, again, he's not going to be your goal scorer or put up any points really, but he can throw his way around, be that kind of like forward enforcer. Like I, I like him. Honestly, he's been a fun prospect to watch. Yeah, that nice sandpaper feel to him, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's nice to have, especially in the forward group. Jimmy, thoughts on Frederick? So I've liked I liked Frederick for years. I think that he is willing to play the body. He reminds me a lot of a young. Poor man's version of Nathan Horton. He plays the body, has a little bit of skill, not much speed, but he can get, once he gets going, he has a good top-end speed, I guess you could say. He plays hard, and that's why I would much rather see him in the, in the lineup rather than someone like Anders Bjork, who's always hurt, and someone like Stagnica, because at least he looks like he's trying. He's willing to shoot the effing puck. When a team that can't score right now, shooting shooting the puck at this point, getting to Q is, is not working. Let's shoot the puck, and let's get it like get pucks on net. Pucks in deep, cycle, pucks on net. That's how you, at, at this point, without your elite score, it's how you're going to win games. Defense and getting shots on net. Because they, they can't go in if you don't shoot the puck. Yeah, and what, what's, the, what's the corny saying they say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yep, Michael Scott. <laughs> I'm sure several other people said it before him. <laughs> I don't have much else to say, but I, I, I want to – I found this odd, odd tweet on uh, – Twitter today from Jimmy. Let me see if I can pull it up so I can read it to you. Or Jimmy, do you just remember? You want to read it to us? Oh, I got Twitter up right now. I can pull it up real quick. Because, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, here we go. You got it? From Jimmy Jimmy Coast Guard, at Jimmy, nine, Jimmy Shea 19. That's me. So I've seen, I've been texting with at Justin Ventola all morning <laughs> about how bad Bergie is. It's going to be a straight fire tonight. Make sure you tune into the at Boston Bee Party, one pod. One of us is going to be killed or the other is going to jail. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> okay. So, as I said earlier, in an earlier podcast, and then also earlier today, there's two players I put on watch this year, Charlie McAvoy and Patrice Bergeron. And neither of them have really showed up. I know Bergie had the, the shorty. It was more of a setup by Martian than an actual, you know, uh, goal on his part. But hey, you can hit an open net. You can hit an open net, I guess. But this guy is the biggest choker that I have seen come through Boston since his name was David Price. Um, this guy, he over and over and over again in big. We talk about Rask in big games not able to show up. Well, how about Bergeron in big series just, just, just not showing up? The thing with him is, I and I did some research. Okay, so if you take out 2011 because he wasn't the best center on that team, it was David Krejci's team at that point. Um, so when when Bergeron is the best player, uh, best centerman on your team, 2013 the Cup Finals, four goals, no assists, minus two. 2019, 
Uh, broken ribs. Wait, wait. Broken ribs punctured a lot. Yeah, okay. You're on the bad. ice. You can play. If you're on the ice, you can play. Uh, Nobody was going to keep Bergeron off the ice no, no, no. in the cup final. It's okay, Dave. Let, let Jimmy dig his hole. Let, let I'm Jimmy sorry. I'm sorry. 2019. <laughs> one goal, three assists, minus four. Okay? So the one time that he won, if you want to say he's the best center, I don't think he was, but he, you know, he went up against Ryan Kessler. Okay? Ryan Kessler is not a very good defensive uh, uh, forward. He's really not. I mean, that's, that, is there, that is who he went up against, and he completely shredded him. Now, the other two uh, centers that he went up against, and he lost because he chokes again every time he's in the big series. He went up, he went up against Jonathan Taze. I'd rather have Jonathan Taze. He went up against Ryan O'Reilly. Rather have Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly, I used to say, is the poor man Patrice Bergeron. No, 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 no. Patrice Bergeron is the poor man Ryan O'Reilly. That kid, you know, he, guess who? They both. Oh, actually, Taze has more rings than Bergeron. Um, he has the same amount of gold medals as Bergeron does, and Ryan O'Reilly has the same amount of rings as he does. And guess what? Ryan O'Reilly won his ring with a worse team. Tim Thomas won the series for Bergeron when they won. Ryan O'Reilly in Game 7 showed up and showed out. Bergeron, guess what he does in Game 7? Turtles. Like he does, besides the one year where against Game 7 where you know he scored the two goals, which was great for the highlights, which still gives me chills, but it was more of uh, you know James Reimer shit in the bed. I like to call you know Patrice Bergeron the new version of the Drew Brees, which, I mean, I've been saying for the last couple of days, like, he is the biggest choke artist that played in the NFL. So if, I'm, if we're going to go down this road, you know, hey, you can get paid and you can be the number one center, you can wear the C, but guess what? That comes with responsibility. It's time for you to show up, and guess what? When you're the when you're the guy now, we're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Honestly, we should be 0-1-2 uh, oh, because in overtime uh, against the Devils, that puck should have went in before it, went, before it went to the shootout. So... Bergeron, I'm kind of sick of him being kind of put in this pedestal. It's been that way for years now. I've never really liked the player because I think that he kind of he gets he gets a pass in the media. I don't get it. I don't know again if he has naked pictures of the media or what. But it just drives me insane how this guy just walks on water, which is why his nickname is Jesus Christ here. And it's really driving me insane that he can do no wrong. All right, Justin. Before I let you respond, hold on. I just want to say one thing. What do you think? Drew Brees is not. The biggest choker in NFL history. That would be Peyton Manning and his nine one and duns. You, Sorry. So, no. I, Justin, you're up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And I and I actually agree with you. Although I will say Drew Brees is a pretty big choke artist. He's a I'm not saying choker. he's I'm not saying he um, isn't. I'm just saying he's not the worst. He's definitely, but it's also difficult to compare a quarterback with a uh NHL sentiment, especially considering where Pretty much the whole offense runs through like that one quarterback um, outside, like the running back. And so, if, if the quarterback's not playing well and he's turning the ball over, then your team's not going to do well. So, but anyway, I agree with that too. Please think. Now, Jimmy. All right, here we go. So, do I? First of all, I want to go out and say that I do not think Bergeron is the best center in the National Hockey League. Never thought he was at one time the best center in the National Hockey League. I think at one point. I would argue that maybe he's your a top ten, and by top ten I mean like eight or nine, um, or tenth. Um, in re, in years past, probably maybe fifteen. Um, now he's probably in the top twenty. Um, so I agree with that. He's never been that elite sentiment like Sidney Crosby, uh, like you know Braden Point, all those guys for sure. I agree with that. With that being said, he brings it all every single game. He's one of the few people who does. He always brings it every single game. He may not always be scoring, but he's not a four-time Selkie winner for nothing. And as far as these past two um, um, jokes, I guess, with um, 
uh, against Ryan O'Reilly. I agree because Ryan O'Reilly outplayed Bergeron. Not because Bergeron was freaking out, but because, and I was looking at this. You can't say, I don't want to say he's a choker, but he's old. He has absolutely taken a step back in these past few years. And I was doing some research. I even went into most sentiment of um, NHL hockey teams that win the Stanley Cup are in the anywhere between past, and they've all been in their mid to late 20s. Uh, the oldest team was Detroit in 2008. They were actually the oldest team for average age um, that has won the Cup in 48 years, I thought. Um, and Blackhawks were an absolute wagon in 2013. And I don't even think that if the Bruins played uh, the 2013 Blackhawks in the 2011 Stanley Cup, they would have won that game. Because, again, Blackhawks were an absolute wagon. Um, and Bergeron was playing with a punctured lung. So like to see any players do that. Um, and additionally, uh, what do I have here? Oh, Rask, I think, is bigger to blame for these series loss. Out of eight elimination games Rask has been a part of. These aren't just game sevens. These are do or die, Bruins go home. Out of eight elimination games, he has been the starting goaltender for. He has only um, won, uh, the team has only won three of those games. So he is three and eight in elimination games, Rask is. And in the games that the Bruins won in those elimination games, they've had to score three or more goals because Rask has let in three or more goals. All right, Rask crapped his pants in the last two minutes of that Still has their thing um Santa Cup final when they could have gone to uh, a game seven, I believe. It, Wait, in game six out. when the defense just didn't just gave up? Uh no, was that, it just, that, that was on Rask. It was on Rask. Had all the other players on the ice and Rask just two quick goals. Boom. Five hole. Didn't the defense rest. didn't Luchitz give up like a, a terrible pass right in the slot? He did. I'm not gonna to, put it all to tie right. the no. game and then like twenty seconds right. later, like they just you walked in. That. You saved that. All right, all right, all right. So I, Rask is more of the choke artist than Bergeron is, and I'm sorry. This is not Rask's discussion, though. Rask, we know, is a choke artist. Um, but Bergeron, for some reason, he doesn't, like, the thing is, you say find another player that would play with a punctured lung. Almost every NHL player would play with a punctured lung. It's it's what hockey is. Hockey is a warrior. Zidane Charles out there with a broken jaw, wired shut. He couldn't talk. He going to play well. Bergeron didn't play. He didn't play well. That's the point. If you're out there, I, I, I should be exactly. able to. I should be able to criticize you. I don't care what the injury is. If you're out there, then if you're that hurt, stay home, please. Because guess what? You're not helping the team. No, and again, now he's not choking. He's just old. He's getting outplayed by these younger guys who have. Justin, it's a cop files. out. It's a cop who, out. It's, it's because don't it's, have a chronic injury. It's been going like, on it, for it, years, it, though. It's been going for years. It's been going on since 2013. He's not been old since 2013. Not to mention, his, the team hasn't been all that good for, like, like the three years following the 2000. What are you talking about? They won the President's Trophy the next they year. They won the good. They missed. They missed. They won the President's Trophy, but you can't give any. What do you mean? That's the, the, the best record in, in the NHL. Because always, do you not know the President's Trophy? You know the tr- President's yeah, Trophy. No, but, no, no. You can't. Wins the President's you, Trophy? She just never goes to this candy cup no, Right, right. I agree, but just, you can't just you say I mean? you can't just say I, they're I not good. The you can't say they're not good, but they only well, only won the president's trophy. That that means they're a good team. They won the most games. I'm saying I'm saying no, the three years following the 2013 Stanley Cup run, that team was not built to go back to the playoffs. They sucked. They underachieved they, they underachieved all those years. Yeah. They weren't that great. But now that they've actually built around them and starting to build their pieces, they're better. But unfortunately, the window is closed on guys like Krejci big, and Bergeron. Big surprise. At this point, like they've had, they've had it too late. Well, when in 2013, the one thing that really, really changed 
around that time is they went from having um, Bergeron be the second line center to the first line center. And guess what changed? They're not good anymore. And then, and then and then they and then who, they, who's your second line center? Who's your first line centerman then? Right now, it has to be Bergeron yeah. because he. I mean, yeah, he has to be. My thing is, no, is he a good player? Yes. He's, All right, so if he has to be, then he is. No, he is your first line. I'm not saying right? he's not. I'm not saying he's not your first line center. I'm just saying he chokes every 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 big series. So if it's if it's if from now on, you know, in uh, Stanley Cup final, Bruins are there, and Bergeron's your first line center. Hammer the other team, easy money. Because he's he's because because what he's gonna do is he's he's, 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 he's on decline. We've seen he's, it. It's, he's gonna be out there, and he's, he's gonna, gonna lose gonna, to these other guys. And then you know what? It's, it's just basically he's got a lot of miles. The, the band's playing through pain probably every single game. The guys, he, he, I, I honestly want him to retire soon because I, yeah, he's just he's sliding. He's not choking. He's just old. That's just the facts. I mean, look yeah. at the uh, you know what I mean? Like like hockey players once they get into their mid thirties, I I mean he kind of he's got a lot of miles. I mean. So going to the playoffs like that, and he just—you could see it. Like yeah. younger players, they had. Yeah, he's, he's not choking. Hey, he's just, hey, he's, age, yeah, he's a Tuukka Rask of sentiment. He's a great—he's a great regular season player in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, eh. I expect more. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like uh, you know, you're both right. Uh, not not in the choking part aspect, Jimmy, but I, his Bergeron's game is always suffering late in the playoff or later in the playoff rounds because he's always injured because he's an older person. Now, granted, some of these injuries, some of these groin injuries, you know, he had back in, like, what, 14 and 15 in the playoffs, you find out that he has to have surgery when he get out. Obviously, they didn't fix anything, or there's some sort of training issue with him. You know he's one of those guys who takes care of his body, so, you know, so, you, you would think that it's not a training issue, and it's just a, it's just age, maybe he... It's just age. My, it's, a long, it's a long season once my, you get all the players, and once you get deep into playoffs, and where he does, like, everything, like, he where he's, like, Giving it a thousand percent every night, it wears on you. He's played a lot of miles, so again, it's not joking. He's old, and then that's what happens when players. And that begs the question: What's more important to him, pers- personal accolades or team success? Because you know what, he he, I mean, he takes pride in all those selkies, those, those selkies, which he when, when he busts his ass up and down the ice every game. But you know what, it'd be kind of nice if he kind of just you know did the Ovechkin kind of you know slide by a couple times. Maybe he'd be healthy in the playoffs. Just saying. Tyler, what do you got for us? You still there? You're awful quiet over there in the corner. I think he muted his mic. I, I think his oh. mic's off. Yeah. Did you drink your warm milk too early, Tyler? No. <laughs> uh, there he is. Hey. Oh, sorry. What's up? <laughs> you forget to set. You forget to set your alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let Justin and Jimmy talk about the stuff. Thanks, Tyler. it was definitely good, definitely a good listen. What do you got for us, Ty? Uh, well, I actually had to agree with Justin with those with the rest taste with. Him like giving up most of the goals in the elimination games. Yeah, that's not good. If they ever make the finals again, which will not be this year or any other year, maybe for the team we have currently, Ras better step it up on those elimination games, or I'm gonna be really mad at him. I love how this still turned. <laughs> I, I love how this still turned into two two I love how it still turned into. That was not my point here. My point was the shit on Bergeron. I did not realize. I, it was, it was not. Like, I, I just love how that. Like I love how that's what Tyler got out of that. That's awesome because I know Dave over there is like steaming. Like, we weren't even talking about Rask. I know. I, as soon as as soon as Justin started talking, I was like, "Why the hell did I let this guy talk?" I could have <laughs> muted you though. I, I really I could have muted you and I didn't. But uh, you know, because your opinions do matter, even if I think they're garbage. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. No, I mean, and Jimmy, we we fought about this at school for the um, 
the St. Louis series. I didn't think that game seven was on Tuca. Uh, I don't think that game six against Chicago was on Tuca either. I will give you some of the other games for sure, but no, I, sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the, the Tuca's the, the, uh, the reason that they lost those two games no. in particular. I, yes, Tuca is a much better regular season goaltender than he is a playoff goaltender at this point. Uh, I, ha- I think I have to come to that side. Um, you know, even barring what went on last year in the bubble, but, uh, he, you don't make game seven against St. Louis without Tuca. You don't, you don't make it that deep in the playoffs that year or even in 2013. So, uh, I'm just going to try to agree to disagree with you gentlemen because, you know, I'm just, I, I don't have enough energy for you two anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so things, things we want to see over the next four games, two against Philly, two against Pittsburgh. I want to see, um, I think Kyle has been pretty decent. I want to see him continue that. Um, and then I want to see more out of Craig Smith in these upcoming games. I, I know he missed one of the games. He's got three shots, but I, I really haven't seen too much from him. Tyler, what do you want to see out of who do you want to see uh, really step it up in this next week till we talk again? Um, Jack Sticknicka, Jacob Saboral, and I have to agree, Craig Smith. We need to see more of that guy we picked up in the offseason. Absolutely, Jimmy. Uh, so I want to see at least one shot over the next four games from Sudnika. That'd be kind of nice. I mean, since he's out there, might as well shoot the puck. But I also, I mean, it's time for I know Charlie Coyle is a very streaky player. Uh, I would like to see him at least get a point. You know, I, I playoff Charlie Coyle is not a thing in the regular season. That is fine. And which kind of Bergeron would kind of take that kind of book sometimes. But um, yeah, it'd be nice for him to get a point. Um, that or DeBrusque. one of the other one of those guys needs to get hot soon if this team is going to do anything. Justin. Yeah, no, honestly, Coyle, I, I, I haven't talked about Coyle much, guys, but I totally agree with you, Coyle takes tonight. Um, he's got to step it up. He's like has now looked like the Coyle we know and love. Um, so he's definitely got to step it up. Um, Smith has got to step it up. I mean, I, I like, you know, what else did we sign him for um, other than secondary scoring? And there's been none of that from him. Um, so, yeah, Coyle, Smith, and um, DeBrusque. I mean, again, he's kind of like you go one of your go-to guys when Pasadena's not in the lineup. Um, to to provide scoring and just nothing. So I, I those three players I need to see more of. Yeah, to to your point on DeBrus, they bumped him up to the uh, first line right, right wing the other day, right? And he's not he's a left winger. I I I feel like that's the only position he can play. Um, he, he's not one of those guys that can really bounce around. And I I didn't really I don't know I didn't love I didn't see the entire game like I said, but. I don't really love anything I saw out of him. Uh, was there anything I may have missed in that, or am I just, you know, depressed? The guy I think is it's a make or break year for anyway. Yeah, I don't. I this as the season's going on, it's not looking. I mean, again, we're only three games in, so it's hard to say so far. But again, as you said, Dave, it's a make or break season. It's not looking good for him so far. I would, I would love to see a goal by him so far, just to. Start off hot. It'd be kind of especially again if it's a make or break season for him. Start off, start off hot. It didn't work. It's not working for him. No. All right. That's all I got, gentlemen. Tyler, you want any uh, last last thoughts on the way out? I got nothing else. We've talked about so much today. (laughs) Hell of an episode. These episodes have been like hour and a half each time. It's been nice. It's good. Good hockey talk, gentlemen. Uh, Justin, anything you want to close up on? Uh, no, nothing yet. I'm just just 
hey, fingers crossed, guys, that we get to see some, uh, you know, maybe maybe tomorrow would be the night that we see some scoring. So, fingers crossed, and let's hope. Last but not least, choking <laughs> on Bergeron. <laughs> no, no, there's no on there. There's, there's no choking on Bergeron. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misread that. Yeah, no. It says, wish I was choking oh, on yeah, Bergeron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I, yeah, I would be so honored. Um, No, just it'd be nice to see. It would be nice to see some uh, some goals here. You know, hey, over the next four games, give me one win, okay? Let's, I'm not greedy. Give me one win, okay? This team's not good. This team's not good. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I know that Pittsburgh's a, a little bit older, but they still got some firepower. If you're not putting them in, you get that one. You're only going to get that one win if you're lucky. One, Jimmy? one regulation win. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, overtime wins. One where you sweep the points. Okay. One regulation win. Give me that, please. All right. How, how about one five on five goal? I'll take the over there. And if we want to get greedy, let's say one five on five goal in each game. All right. Are you crazy there? I feel like that's going to be greedy, but let, let, let's see it. Let's Listen, see all or nothing, right? One five. Come on, Boston Bruins, please give us one five-on-five goal in the next three games until we meet again. Please. All right, that's that's going to do it for the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales, Justin Ventola, and Jimmy Shea. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!